Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you that your word is life. We thank you that your word is the way. Your word is the truth. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now um, to come and fill this atmosphere with the presence of Jesus, with the presence of this indestructible word. Lord, we thank you that your word uh, is good seed and we are good ground. Every person that is hearing the sound of my voice or watching me on television, God, or on their computers, on their mobile phones, wherever they are in the world, I want to declare over them that they are good ground, that God has chosen them. God has chosen you to hear this word in this season. For such a time as this, you have been chosen by God. And Father, I thank you that each and every person that is hearing the sound of my voice or watching me will, be, will bear a harvest of a hundredfold, God. And I thank you, Father, that, that they are going to reap a harvest of a hundredfold in their life. From this very word that I'm about to speak, I, Lord, I submit my mind, my body, my spirit into your hands. And Lord, I ask you to use me to communicate what you want your people to hear. And Lord, I ask for a spirit of wisdom. I ask for a spirit of revelation knowledge. I ask for a spirit of counsel and a spirit of conviction to rest upon us as we hear your word. I thank you that lives are going to be transformed. Bodies are going to be healed. And there's going to be a manifestation of the, 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 the sons of God in and through our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, Amen. I'd love for you to open your Bibles to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. And the title of my message, the topic that I'm speaking on is Take Your Stand. If you're writing your, your, your notes down, write down, Take Your Stand. And I'm going to read from verse 10 to verse 15. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I want you to, I want you to say this over yourself. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I have been anointed with fresh oil. This is so amazing. This is so, this is a moment and a season where you need to be filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When you need to be aware that the anointing, God has anointed us with His Holy Spirit and His Spirit lives on the inside of us. And right now in this season, We've been anointed, increased. There's an increase of anointing. There's an increase of an awareness of the anointing on the inside of us. But he's, he's, the psalmist is saying, I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. And this is what I want to talk about today. But the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in an old age. Don't worry, I'm not talking about old age now. I'm talking, there's a revelation that's about to come out from here. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Wow, what a phenomenal psalm. This psalm, if you look at the description, of the psalm, it says that a psalm, a song for the Sabbath day, and I, and I really do believe that uh, as as Christians, as people in in the world with the situation that we're in right now, this global uh, situation, that we're in a season of rest. We're in a season of the Sabbath. I really believe that that a Sabbath or a season of rest is very necessary for 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 God's people or for people in general, and it, because growth, maturity happens in a season of rest. We might think that we grow more when we work more. Uh, when, we, when, when, I used to, when I used to go to the gym, not, not anymore now, but when I used to go to the gym, I always thought that I'm, the more biceps, the, the more I curl my biceps with weight or the more I do my chest 
press-ups or whatever, or, you know, shoulder whatever, squats and all that kind of stuff. I even forgot what the names of the exercises. My mind has been renewed by the word of God. Hallelujah. I, bodily exercise profits less. I mean, but anyway, the, the, I know, I know. I know there's a revelation to it and I need to exercise. But saying that, when I used to go to the gym, I, I used to believe that when I used to work out and exercise, that my, that, that my muscles would grow while I'm working out. But science has proven the literal opposite. It says when, that your body grows when you are sleeping or resting, not when you're actually working out. When you're working out, your muscles tear, but when you're, when you're sleeping, your body recovers and your muscles actually become stronger when you're resting. Psalm 127 says this, that God gives sleep or good sleep or rest to those whom he loves. And, and I truly believe that, that this season is a season for us. It's a rest season for us to experience the, 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 the immeasurable love of God. In this season, it's for us to experience, in a season of rest, for us to experience the love of God. And it is in this season of experiencing the love of God that we truly actually grow. Um, science also says that it is when you sleep, uh, 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 that when you have a, a good eight hours of sleep a a day that your immunity your physical immunity the physical body the immunity grows by by 500 percent every day which means if you if you had low if you had issues with low immunity and you were contracting diseases and you're contracting the flu very easily and your immunity is very low it is without even medication god has given us a provision for us to increase the immunity in our body just by entering into rest and to perfect rest. And that's why Jesus says, be anxious for nothing. Be, don't be fearful of anything, but enter into just, I'm, I'm now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he enter, just be in a place of rest, be in a place of, of peace. And, and I really believe that this psalm was written to those who are in the season of rest. And he begins to say this, that the righteous, the ones who are right standing with God will flourish like a palm tree. A palm tree. I never knew what a palm tree did until I started studying what, a, what, what is significant about a palm tree and why does the psalmist compare righteous, those people who are right standing with God as a palm tree. There are a couple of things that I, that I want to I want to talk about um, the palm tree. Um, he, he says, but before that, I want to read uh, this passage from verse 12 again. He says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age and they shall be fresh and flourishing. This is so amazing because the palm tree is such a, a unique tree. It's such a versatile tree. You know, um, uh, we, we live in a region in the Middle East where um, uh, there's palm trees everywhere. I mean, every street that you possibly go on, it's, there, there's, there's some sort of a palm tree. But the palm tree that he's talking about is the date palm. It's the palm that bears fruit. And, and really, the significance about a palm tree is that you can take this tree and plant it in a dry desert and it will flourish or you can plant it in good soil and it can flourish. This tree is such a versatile tree that wherever on the planet, whatever place you are, you plant it, it will flourish and it will grow. It's so significant because, because believers are like that. We are planted not in the earth. We are planted spiritually in the kingdom of God. We're planted in the house of God. When you get saved and you get born again, you're brought into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of light. You are planted in the house of God. It doesn't matter where you live, whether you live in India, whether you live in Africa, whether you live in America or even Antarctica. I want you to know that you are planted in the house of the Lord and wherever you are planted, you will flourish like a palm tree. And the palm tree is so significant because the, the roots of the palm tree is called, deep, it has deep tapping roots. And what that means is the two types of roots in this tree. One is it has a bulb 
it's, which is like a ball at the end of the tree. And it also has roots that go down. They're looking for water. And when these roots find a source of water, it pulls the water into this bulb. And no matter what season the palm tree experiences, no matter what weather patterns it experiences, this bulb begins to sort of supply the palm tree with nutrients and, and, and life throughout the year and it's so significant because it's so significant that this psalmist is comparing the palm tree to a believer a righteous person because your that bulb at the end of the tree is the is the mind of a believer and 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 your roots the bible says that he who is planted by the rivers of living water shall bear fruit in its season. Your leaves will not wither and whatever you do you shall prosper. And he's talking about us. He's talking about us being the palm tree where our minds are we're planted in the kingdom of God and our roots are beginning to, to receive the, the nutrients of God's word the, from the river of life that flows into our bodies. And then from our minds, this is very important, from our minds it begins to feed our bodies bodies when we're not in a season of rest but when we're in a season of rest it begins to look for water when we're in a season of rest the root go the roots go deep into God's word it goes deep into the house of God so it's very important for us as believers to be planted in the house of God to be planted in a community to be planted in in a church to be planted where we're receiving a, a life source of God's word and the and the another important thing about the palm tree is that is that it it knows that what is on the inside of it is the most valuable thing and so what it does is as it as it as it begins to go through its its ages as it goes through the seasons the centermost part which is the most tender part of the tree begins to grow an exterior armor it begins to grow an exterior uh, sort of thick um, 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 bark that protects what's most important that, that's on the inside of the tree. And so as the palm tree ages, it begins to get stronger and stronger. The roots go deeper and deeper and the palm tree begins to withstand. It begins to withstand any extreme weather. I mean, we live in a place where summers are very long, winters are very short, and rain is scarce. I mean, when it does rain, it rains really hard, but but it's few times a year that it rains. But for a tree to flourish throughout the year, throughout every season, is a miracle. It's a it's something that is so prophetic and so significant for us, uh, uh, for believers in this season. It's because God is calling us as palm trees who are planted in his house we are in his house and he's planted us in his house and our roots as long as our roots are going deep into God's word our mind is being renewed by God's word ladies and gentlemen I want to tell you you can withstand any attack of the enemy we whether there's a sandstorm or there's a snowstorm there's a blizzard there's a tornado it does not matter if you are planted in the kingdom of God if you're planted in the house of God you will be able to stand against and I want to encourage every single person that is watching do not allow the enemy to sway you from side to side do not allow the enemy to pluck you out of where God has planted you allow your roots to go deep into God's word to go deep into the kingdom of God so where every time there's fear there's rumors of wars and wars and rumors of wars or there's trouble or there's a fear of a virus or there's fear of a recession whatever it is the believer is always full of faith and planted and strong in the word of God and strong in the the kingdom of God and every time you are planted you can remain strong. You can take your stand. And I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, take your stand for what is your right in the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you that this psalmist is prophetically declaring who we are today. He's declaring, he's encouraging us to, to, to renew our mind with what God is saying in his word. Now, 
I want to I want to go a little deeper in this subject, and I want you to open your Bibles to to Ephesians um, chapter six, right? <clears throat> but while while you're going to Ephesians chapter six, I want to give you uh, the context of what I'm about to say, right? Uh, the this this um, palm tree. As it begins to develop this exterior, this tough exterior, this this hard exterior, it's because of what it it renews itself by. So what it, it renews itself by becomes the very thing that protects it on the outside, right? So if you can understand, whatever the juices that are flowing, the, the water that is the life source that is flowing on the inside, the tendermost part, from the bulb to the leaf, from the bulb to the fruit, whatever it is, it, the, the palm tree begins to grow this exterior armor that protects what's on the inside. But what's most beautiful, as this palm tree ages... Every year, season by season, as it faces all the different extreme storms and extreme weather patterns, as it does that, man, it bears fruit. You know, I've never gone to a palm tree that does not bear fruit. Wherever it is, it bears fruit. But the beauty about the fruit is that as it bears fruit every season, as it matures and gets stronger, the fruit gets sweeter. So don't tell, allow anybody to tell you that old age is a bad thing. But in, in fact, here, old age or maturity in the kingdom of God allows you to bear fruit that is sweeter. So whenever people come around you, even in a season like this, or even in a good season, they, are, they experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control around you. And these fruit year by year, as you renew your mind, as you mature, it gets sweeter. People around you begin to, to taste of the goodness of God. God in you and through you and and as you mature in God's word as you mature by by applying God's word you grow and become tough on the outside against all the attacks of the enemy but also at the same time you become sweeter to the people around you come on that is such a brilliant word I would love for you to to go to Ephesians chapter 6 and I want to I want us to read from <clears throat> Uh, verse 10 to verse 18, all right? This is phenomenal. I grew up uh, falling in love with this passage because my parents, uh, my mom and dad, uh, taught us to to read this passage and, and to meditate on this passage and, and, and really apply this passage in my life every day. Uh, and and, and uh, honestly, it's been a part of our daily living. And I'm so grateful to my parents for doing that. But today, I want to take it a, lit- a step further. Uh, I'm not saying that we're ignoring what we learned before, but revelation is progressive. Remember last week, I said that revelation or the word of God is progressive. So this is a progressive word. Okay. So now, We understand the context of the palm tree. As the palm tree matures, he's getting sweeter, but at the same time, he's growing this tough exterior that that protects him against every storm that comes your way. So now I'm going to describe the tough exterior, okay? So now, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That is powerful. He says, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Here we go. There's that word stand against. Let me read it again. He says, put on the whole armor, whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the attacks of the devil. Verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, there we go, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Come on. This is so awesome. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor. There's a, there is again the whole armor, not just one aspect of it, the whole armor. And I'll explain it. 
of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Say stand. I want you to say stand. I will take a stand. Come on. Verse 14. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, I know I read a lot and time is is short, but I want to explain to you what Paul is saying. Paul is giving his last instruction to the church before he's saying his goodbyes, okay? So this is the church that is in Ephesus and he's giving his last instruction to them. And the last instruction, he says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he goes on to say, put on the whole armor, not just one part of it. Put on, take on the whole armor. What what does it mean to take on or put on? We must understand that the battle, he says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities, powers of darkness. What is principalities, powers of darkness? They are in the spirit realm. They're spirits. This, This attack that we have that is happening in the world is not a physical attack. It's a spiritual attack. It's a, it's a, a, the virus is actually a spiritual virus that has physical implications on people. So the virus is attracted to people who are fearful. What is fear? Fear is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual dynamic. So every time I'm, 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 I'm filled with fear because of the news I've heard, it opens me up for the virus to attack me or my family. Okay. So we must understand that we don't wrestle against people. Now, whatever decisions the government has made, they've made out of the best interest. It's for the people. So we honor them, but we are not fearful of the attacks of the enemy. You must understand, this is a spiritual warfare. I'm giving you a key for spiritual warfare right now. This is a whole other dynamic. But you must understand that Paul is saying that we wrestle against principalities, powers of darkness. So when I think wrestle, it's like physically fighting with someone, physically pinning someone down, but not in the kingdom. In the kingdom is a little different. In the kingdom, the way we wrestle is first we put on the armor. The way we put on the armor, this armor is not something that is physical. You know, uh, I, I grew up saying, uh, saying this prayer every night. I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, I take, the shield of faith I take in my hand, the sword of the spirit, and I put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. I used to pray this prayer every day thinking that I was putting on a physical armor and because I have a physical armor, now the devil cannot touch me and that I am fully protected because I have put on the armor. And I want to tell you the truth of how it works in grace. In grace, we, when we, before we were saved, before we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were dead but in our trespasses, but Jesus rescued us. We were born again into the spirit. So we're primarily spirit beings, okay? And this now, you must understand that what he's trying to say here is that, that salvation righteousness, faith, word of God, truth and peace. These six aspects of the armor of God are all spiritual and we have received it by by faith because of what Jesus has done on the cross. We received it by, by his grace. This is a grace gift upon our lives. So which means if, if I'm primarily a spirit being living in a body and having a soul, then my spirit already carries the armor of God. 
Come on, somebody. You must celebrate this moment right now. Because right now, we're full of the Spirit. And the Spirit is the armor of God. He is my righteousness. He is my salvation. He is the truth. He is the word. He is my shield of faith. He is the peace that surpasses all understanding on the inside of me. Which means my Spirit is fully protected. Right? So now, as my Spirit is fully protected and fully geared up with the armor of God, my mind needs to be renewed with what I have received for free. What I've received by grace. What I've received, I've received salvation by grace. But Paul is saying, don't just, brother, don't just preach salvation. Don't just renew your mind only about salvation. Don't only renew your mind only about righteousness. Or only about faith. Or only about the word of God. Or only about truth. Or only about peace. But he said all of it at the same time. When you have all of it at the same time, now you have the armor of God that protects you from the spirit into the physical. You must understand that, that we are called to bring transformation. So how do I bring transformation into my body is when I renew my mind with what happens in the spirit. So if I'm in the spirit, I'm a spirit being. So my spirit was resurrected with Christ. So if my spirit man was resurrected with Christ, my spirit man carries the armor of God. It has never left me. It has never, no matter what I've done, the, the armor of God has never left me but my soul my mind thinks because I have sinned the armor is off and now I'm open for an attack you must understand how it works in the kingdom of God God has given us his spirit and that spirit is fully armored but the, when we go into battle when we go into battle with the enemy when, when we're in a season like this it's so funny but God matures Christians his children by commanding them to rest in the middle of a storm. It is so, it's hilarious that we are called maturity for us, growth for us comes when we rest in the middle of the, when the world is in chaos, the Christians have to just sit and relax. And all we need to do is just stand like a palm tree. And so Paul is saying here, therefore, in this verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, right? So withstand, ward off, push away, right? You, in, in the day of evil, when right now in the season of evil, Paul is saying the only thing that will protect you, the only thing that will protect your mind and your body is when you begin to renew your mind with what is in the spirit. What is in the spirit? The spirit is fully armored. It's protected by the armor of God. Oh my goodness, you have God's armor on. You and I have God's armor on, on the inside of us. It's in the spirit. We already have it. This is so powerful. When we begin to think like this, then the enemy realizes hold on a minute these people are beginning to think the battle is between here ladies and gentlemen right here between these two things between your ears this is where the battle is if he can win the battle here you're a palm tree or you're another tree that can just fall off every time a wind blows but when the, you begin to win the battle here the renewed mind when you begin to renew your mind with not just salvation but salvation righteousness when you begin to understand and you begin to mature in salvation what is salvation i've been brought out of darkness into light i've been brought out of death into life when you begin to understand that god saved you because he wanted you to live not just go to heaven have you noticed that when you gave your life to jesus you didn't just land up in heaven you're still on the earth, which means salvation is for you here and now. It is for you to experience heaven on earth. What you would experience in heaven is what is available for you here today. Come on, somebody. This is so powerful. So he brought you out of darkness into death, into life. This is salvation. Your health is perfect health. is something that Jesus paid for on the cross. And now you receive it from the spirit into the flesh. You must understand it happens when your mind is renewed. And he says in verse 18, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful. Now, you must understand, Christians have often believed, 
Okay, I'm rolling up my sleeves for this one. But Christians have often believed that I have to do something in the physical in order for us to receive something in the spiritual. Although it, 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 is, it works, but it fades away because it's an Old Testament reality. So Christians have believed that I need to fast more in order for me to be more spiritual. I would like to present something to you that happened to Jesus. If Jesus is the prototype of who we are today, I'd like to show you how it was in Jesus' life. All right. So Jesus, when he was baptized in in the river Jordan, uh, the Bible says that he came up out of the water and the heavens opened above him and the spirit descended upon him like a dove. Right. What did the spirit do? The spirit led him straight away into the wilderness. He didn't take him to the temple to preach. He took him to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. You must understand that when you're filled with the spirit, you begin to attract storms. You can't help it. That's the way that God begins to equip you. The day you get saved, the day you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, my goodness, He brings you into a place where He wants you to demonstrate your authority. He wants you to learn that you are more powerful than you think you are. See, we've often believed that that the reason why I got saved is because I was a sinner. No, God chose you before the foundation of the world. Not because you were a sinner. If God wanted to save sinners, he would have saved everybody. But he chose you for such a time as this. You were in his mind when he chose you, even before the foundation of the world. So we must understand that when the spirit comes and lives on the inside of us, that's day one of being tested. And the way we're tested is in the middle of the storm, he causes you to remain in rest. This is awesome. Just, just think, the Spirit never told Jesus to go on a fast. Jesus went on a fast. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights because he needed to be more in the Spirit. And there, there is a place where when you're in the Spirit, when you begin to fast, that the flesh, the desires of the flesh begin to go down and you become, to, you become more aware of the Spirit in you. There is, it is true and it happens, but it shouldn't happen. You shouldn't fast in order to feel more spiritual. You should be in the Spirit and then fast because then you begin to exercise in the authority that God has given you. You must understand this is powerful. And Paul is saying, be always watchful. Don't, don't, don't go to sleep. Just don't allow them, the, the new creation, the new man to just go to sleep. You have to be watchful. Not watching what the enemy is doing. Hello. <laughs> That's what I want to present to you. He's not talking about being watchful of what the schemes of the enemy is. He's saying be watchful of what God has given to you as an inheritance. Come on, this is powerful. This is phenomenal. I wish I had my church here because if they were here, I can hear you in the spirit, by the way. I feel like I'm standing in in my church preaching to them and all of them are just going bonkers all over the place. So come on, wherever you are, I want you to celebrate this because this is the truth. This is the truth of God's word. This is what he's saying. Be watchful. Take on the armor. Renew your mind with what God, what Jesus has already given to you you in the spirit so because why is because in the day of evil you will be able to withstand i want you to tell yourself i'm gonna take a stand not against the enemy i'm gonna stand in my authority i'm gonna stand in my identity i'm gonna stand in my the the things that god has given to me for free i want to make i want to stand in that place i want to step into my place of authority i want us to go to Um, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I, I want to give you a bit of context. Now, whenever, whenever we're on the battlefield, right? And you have the, whenever, like, like whenever a king would go to war, he would, the enemy would recognize that the king is on the battlefield by his armor, by the chariot that he is in, by the people who are around him but mainly by the armor that he wears. He wears a different armor than that, that, that 
separates him or makes makes even his own people know that the king is with them so so his armor would really distinguish him from everybody else on the battlefield and so now every time you have the armor of god on you oh my gosh every time you have the armor your mind is renewed with the armor of god and you're now in the midst of a battle and you're standing still and you're resting now the enemy knows that something has changed in this Christian's life. Something has changed with this guy. Something, something has changed. And so now he will try to come at you to try and intimidate you. But if you don't flinch and you stand still, the Bible says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still, stand, take your stand and stand still and see the salvation. What, what, what happens? You're not, even, you're not even addressing the enemy. You're not even talking to the enemy. You're not even saying, I cast you out and I do this and, I, and you're kicking, hollering, spitting all over the place, speaking in tongues for five hours. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't need to holler and shout all day long till your voice runs out. Just stand still. The more drama you make, the more you reveal to the enemy that you're weak and you're trying to pep yourself up to feel that you're stronger than who you think you are. So I want to encourage you, Christians. You know, I grew up in 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 uh, I, I, I I I grew up with this understanding that the more drama, the more noise, the more all that stuff that we make, the more the enemy is going to get scared. I want to tell you, he's not intimidated by your drama. In fact, your drama, the more noise you make, is the more weakness that you reveal to him. So the Bible says, the Bible reveals to us that, hey, all this battle is happening here, right between these two, this two years of yours. And when this battle is won here, stand still. In this season, while all, everybody's running for the vaccine, I've got the vaccine for you. I've got the doctor's report for you. That if you can renew your mind with God's word, no virus will touch your body. No sickness will come near your dwelling. Why? It's because stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. He says this, Paul says this now. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. There we go. That's where the battle is. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Well, to make this in something that you understand, we're always on a battlefield, all right? For, but our battlefield is not against the flesh. It's not against blood, but against principalities, powers of darkness. That's what he said before. But here's the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, which means if I'm acting in the flesh, I don't have a weapon. It's my weakness, right? So now he says, so how do we, how do we wage war now? He says, you wage war with the enemy when you bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? It means that when I have a when when the enemy comes at me with the thought of a virus, I take that thought of the virus captive in my mind and I submit it to the obedience of Christ, which means that thought has to obey Christ. How does that thought of a fear of virus obey Christ is because I'm in obedience to Christ. How do I punish the virus is disobedience because the virus is touching Christians' bodies. It's touching, it's touching all of God's creation. Who gave that virus authority to do it? Man did. And so now, because of, of its disobedience and man's disobedience, there's havoc in the world. How do we punish a virus? By our obedience to Christ. So if Christ Jesus has come to give us life and life in all its abundance, now my obedience to Christ, it says that I am not giving my year. I'm not going to be uh, anxious about a virus because I know that God protects me. God wants me to live and not die. God wants me to prosper in all 
everything that I put my hands to. So now I know what Jesus has said for me. I will live in obedience. I will not allow it, but I take it. I take it captive and I submit it to the will of God, to the, to the feet of Christ along with my obedience. I bring both thoughts and I come and I take my thought of obedience and I take this thought of disobedience and I come. When I bring these two thoughts to the feet of Christ, now I punish the other thought. Come on, this is phenomenal revelation. I punish a disobedient, a devil. I punish a bad thought by my obedience. Now, let me put it in another way. When, when a, and, and this is something that the Lord is saying that a person who's watching me is struggling with thoughts of suicide. And I want to tell you right now that the Lord is showing me who you are. It's a young man and even a young woman. There's two of you that are, that is watching this right now. And this season has caused you to even think about taking your own life. And I've got a word for you. And the Lord has said this, that he has come to give you life and life in all its abundance. He has a plan and purpose for your life this is just a season for you to mature not for you to be plucked out and give up on life just don't give up on life just allow be obedient to the word of God if God has come to give you life take that thought of suicide and take your thought of desiring to live a a prosperous life and go to the feet of Jesus and say God I choose to live and then that choice of choosing to live will smash this thought of this of, of suicide in your life. Depression is lifting off people's life. Suicide is lifting off people's life. Hopelessness is lifting off people's life right now because you are making a choice to live and live in abundance. You're creating your future. You're building your frame. You're building the future that you want to live in. And I want to tell you, this is how we win wars. This is how we win against viruses. This is how we win. Now, Saying that, the individual in a family has renewed his mind. Now he carries the armor of God. Now the enemy knows that I can't touch this man, but everybody else in the family now needs to be renewed. So it's the person who's renewed in the mind is conscious now of an armor that protects him. Right, So he has to go now to his family and he has to teach his family. She has to teach her family. So that even the family is protected. How, how is the family's family protected? Is because if the family is protected, they are, they are walking around conscious of greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And every time people are afraid of the virus, we are not afraid of the virus. We are not intimidated by the virus. We're not intimidated by a recession. We're not intimidated by death. We're not intimidated by sickness, sin, or disease. We're not intimidated by why. It's because this is the season for me to trust and grow in my faith in God. What a perfect time for us to grow in our faith with God. When everything else tells you to doubt God, you choose to be obedient to God's Word. I want you to go to um, Romans chapter 13. <clears throat> and I want to I wanna tell you what this armor looks like. This is beautiful. This is verse 11. We'll read from verse 11. And do this. This is Paul talking to the Romans now. Knowing the time that now is, at, is high time to awake out of sleep. I'm going to read that again because I've written all over my Bible and some of my words are uh, a little all over the place. And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Wow, this is powerful. He's saying our salvation. This is prophetic now. I'm prophesying over you. Our salvation from this epidemic that is happening in the world is nearer than we believe. Some of us have given hope, but I want to tell you, don't give up hope. Because our salvation, salvation, one part of the armor is nearer than when we believe. Come on. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Wow, this is phenomenal. He's talking about an armor of light. Okay? Verse 13, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness or and lust, not in strife and envy, but put 
on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. This is such a phenomenal revelation. I love the word of God. I just absolutely love the word and I, and I'm, I hope that you would fall in love with the word of God because it, it just gives us keys for victory. And he, he's saying here now, cast off the works of darkness. What are the works of darkness? Works of darkness is anything that the enemy, the system that the enemy has created that causes you to become fleshy, to become worldly, to become agitated, to become anxious, to become fearful, to fight, to, to be jealous, to, to be envious of someone, to be sick, to be, to be, to, um, to be lustful, to, be, to have lewd things happening in, in your life. You are t- attracted to cigarettes and alcohol and, and pornography and all that kind of stuff and you're bitter and uh, jealous and, and you're, you, you want the next car and the best car and the next phone and the best phone and you're constantly living in that cycle and and Paul is saying put all that off because now is the time for us our salvation draws nearer so what do we need to do when our salvation is drawing nearer he's saying put on the armor of light wow the armor of light the armor of God is not a physical armor but a spiritual armor it's the it's an armor that when you when your mind is renewed it begins to release light out of your body it begins to release light into light energy into your physical body that begins to change the 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 the, the cellular structure the the dna in your body it begins to change it and it begins to produce a higher energy out of your body we're we're the ones who are who are meant to be the light in the darkness the way we are we become light in the darkness ladies and gentlemen is not not by, by saying, I am the light in the darkness. Yeah, you can say, I am the light in the darkness, confess it all you want. But if your mind is not renewed with the armor of God, there's no light being produced out of you. So you must understand that, that in order for you to begin to be the light in the darkness, you need, your mind needs to be renewed with the six things that is the armor of God. All right. And then he begins to describe what this armor of light is. In verse 14, he says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, that is so powerful. He's saying, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of this. The, if you can go to John chapter 1, this is so powerful. John chapter 1, it says, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, And all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Now, this is it. This is it. Watch this. Watch this. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. What am I saying to us today? What I'm saying is God has called you to be like a palm tree whose roots are in the word of God, whose roots are in what Christ has done for you. And when your mind, the bulb, the root, right, begins to be filled with salvation, righteousness, right, real revelation of it, not just old revelation, but real revelation, not just salvation that you're being saved, you're saved from, uh, from heaven and hell, but no, 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 you're just saved from sin and death. And you're experiencing heaven on the earth. That salvation is what I'm talking about. You you experience righteousness. That that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are right standing with God. God has no problem with you. God, you have peace with God. The word of God lives on the inside of you. You you live, you believe the truth of God. And And you have faith. The faith of Jesus. When you begin to have this in your mind. And you begin to manifest it in your life. Ladies and gentlemen. That armor that is in your mind begins to shine as the armor of light around you. Let me tell you something. The darkness flees at the flick of a button. The instant that a child of God who is filled with the armor of light, who's who's producing light, who's manifesting the light that is life, begins to walk into a room, every darkness begins to get expelled. 
Oh my gosh, I can just see Christians standing up right now. I can see children of God just standing up right now in their armor, beginning to stand up right now because the light of life is beginning to flow into your veins. Just right now, I'm beginning to sense and I can see into people's bodies that the presence of God, the power of God, the light power of of God, as your mind is being renewed right now, it's beginning to give energy into you, into every cell, every mitochondria is beginning to fire right now at a very higher energy. This energy is not from food, but this energy is from the word of God. This energy is from a renewed mind. And when your mind begins to get renewed, your body begins to get transformed. I can see children. I can see men and women who are, who are, who are Christians, who are brought into the kingdom of God, beginning to beam with the light. You're beginning to shine. You are the light ones. You're the, you're the ones who are, who are flames of fire in the earth. God has called you for such a time of this, such a time as this, to, to not allow the darkness to comprehend you, but at, at the same time, in the darkness, be the light. And this light will begin to transform your physical body. It will begin to transform your DNA to a point where you will begin to have a higher energy. You will not lean on, on, on food for your energy to give you a long life. You will begin to live on the word of God. The, Jesus says, a man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Come on, this is so powerful. We live on a higher energy source. We live on a higher frequency. We're not bothered by what's happening in the world because we live, we're from, we're from above and those who are above are above all. I want to tell you today that in this season, I want to encourage you to stand. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be like a palm tree. Those roots are gone deep into the word of God. Whose roots are gone so deep into the armor of God that the armor of God begins to flow on the outside of you and protects you. That no matter how extreme, my goodness, this virus is just one of the storms that we're going to face. The world will change. The world has changed as of now. How we do church and how we do meetings and how we do, uh, how, how, how the economy functions has, has changed. We have to evolve with time. But I want to tell you, don't run after a vaccine when you have light. This light is your life. I want to bless you today. I want to pray for you. And I want to declare that as you've heard this word, that made this word, this seed, begin to grow deep into your heart and begin to bring forth life and light out of you. That the power of God, the Bible says that that Jesus, when he was walking amongst the crowd, that there, there was a power surge that went out from him and healed people. What is that power surge? It's the armor of light. He was so full of light. He was so filled with the power of God that even while he was walking down the street, a woman comes and touches the hem of his garment and his garment, the power of God just left him and caught a woman with faith and completely transformed her body. Can you imagine what was happening to Jesus' body? I can only imagine what would happen to your body if you allow this revelation to go deep into your mind deep into your heart, deep into your body. So I want to bless you. I want to declare long life upon you. I want to tell you that you will live and not die. And you will live in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Bless you.